Kyle, just what did you think of what Shane was able to do today? How impressed were you? It was so fun to watch. Um, for my for my view, you know, it was uh, when he got to my back bumper. I felt like I pieced together a really good section, and I was like, I thought for sure I'd look in the mirror and I was going to be like two car lengths or something in front of him, and he was glued to my back bumper. I was like, holy, <laughs> this guy is flying. So uh, he was able to get by me, and then you know, I I got to watch the show. You know, I kind of followed him through and. The moves he was making, uh, really everywhere. He could pass anywhere, um, but the moves that he would he could make into two uh, was was really neat to see. And then the pass that you know he had for the lead, I thought their battle for the lead was great. Um, you know he made his move into two. Justin was able to get a good exit and uh, you know squeeze inside of him. I was like, man, he's going to be able to fight him off here for a little bit longer. And um, he just made a super aggressive you know, lane change back to his right side. It was just, it was, it was sick. It was awesome. So um, he put on a show, and it was, it was cool to see. And, and I think when a guy like that can come in and, and uh, you know, kick your ass at your own game, it, uh, it shows that, you know, we all have room to improve. And uh, I'm curious what he thinks about, about us. You know, he obviously passed a lot of us, so I'm, I'm curious if he thinks we all suck or if we could, you know, actually, like, compete, you know, if, if we weren't really that bad, but um, we come from, you know, a different background than, than him, but uh, it was great to see, and, and I hope the fans enjoyed it, you know, congrats to him and the team and Justin Marks, that was, uh, you know, really, really cool to see. Shane, uh, I know Kyle Larson came to congratulate you, but uh, when he was in here, he was wondering, uh, I guess, what you thought about the field. He said, I think when a guy like that can come in and kick your ass at your own game, it shows we all have room to improve. I'm curious what he thinks about us. He obviously passed a lot of us, so I'm curious if he thinks we all suck or if we could actually compete like if we weren't really that bad. So what, what did you think of them? I'm sure if it was an oval, it would be the other way around. I guess this is my sort of bread and butter, the street circuits. We do almost half of our series races are, are street, street circuits. So I'm comfortable with the walls. Um, took me a bit to learn the proximity of the car, um, having the car on the other side of me. So I was missing apexes, turning left and struggling turning right to know where that side of the car was. Um, but yeah, I got, I got better and better and in qualifying I left a lot on the table, like it's very intimidating on these straights, you have a 90 degree corner and no runoff, so I left a lot on the table and braking and every lap today I was learning and getting better, but those guys are good. In the wet, you know, the tyre was so different to anything I'm used to, but they were straight into it and, and just into it and when I got on the slicks again I was probably a bit too timid. And um, the guys were all over me. The next restart, I was just trying to find my feet a bit and figure out how everyone races and, w and what it's like. And, you know, everyone's good. And the passes they were making were committed. And, you know, I, I probably was a bit too nice to some people. But, you know, that's, that's how it was. And then coming back through the field, I thought, you know, once the race got shortened, we had to pit to be able to make it on fuel. And I thought it was going to be difficult from 18th. And... You know, I don't know the paint schemes that well or the numbers, so I was kind of re trying to read the numbers on the windscreen to figure out who people were when I come up on them and, um, you know, kind of remember who's good and who's not. And, yeah, had some really good battles coming through. Some guys waved to me and some guys battled hard, which was really cool. Um, and everyone was clean and I got a couple of taps. I tapped a couple of people and there was that crazy restart at turn 11. Um, the spotter was going off. I've never raced with a spotter before and... I normally would have just barreled on and joined the crash. So it was pretty cool to, to see how that side of it works. Go ahead. Um, hey, Shane. Um, I've obviously seen all of your wins in your career. Um, where do you think this one ranks? Um, because 
I've certainly got it uh, right up there. Yeah, it's obviously pretty high, but um, it's still like supercars is my dream and, you know, winning that championship and, and races like Bathurst over there are still top of the list, but to come in and do this, like, yeah, I don't know where it ranks yet. It's still sinking in, but it's obviously one of the most special victories I've ever had and, yeah, to share it with so many people, to have my dad come over and a few other family and, yeah, like the team, how how awesome this team is. Like, it's great. Trackhouse is such a cool organization to be part of like the atmosphere and the teams i've never really experienced anything like it before probably more relaxed than i've seen in a couple of years i mean does it feel like this is the sort of place that you could come to race full-time i miss racing in the states like i've done daytona four or five times now and just the way the american people are and how they go racing it's so much more enjoyable and even doing the media stuff which i hate like everyone here is really nice they ask good questions and you know they're they're respectful and it goes both ways so sign up to the economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology you'll get the weekly digital edition online only articles curated newsletters on politics the markets science culture and china and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Yeah, everyone here has made me feel comfortable and it's so enjoyable the way the races are run. Like the qualifying at Nashville, I couldn't believe how relaxed everyone was. But then it was like a switch, the intensity turns on and away it goes. So yeah, I'm committed next year to supercars. I, I still love supercars and hope it, Hope it goes well there, um, but in 25, who knows? All right, Jeff, did you have a question? Or Jordan, sorry, go ahead. Jordan Bianco with The Athletic. Uh, you thought you had a motor problem there, or were you just being a little paranoid and hearing things? Yeah, I got close to the fence, and it echoes funny off the fence sometimes, and I thought it sounded a bit funny, and I looked at the, the lap times. We went from doing high 29s to 31s on that last restart. And I wasn't really pulling away that much where I felt like I was trying. So, And then the water pressure, I don't really understand Imperial that much. So <laughs> the settings are a little bit different to me. So I started stressing when they they change color. But, um, you know, that's normal under yellow and under green and stuff. And I had put the radiator fans on for when I was in traffic. And it just got too cold when I was out front. So that was my bad. And, yeah, I need to, need to be able to switch or, or get them to change the dash to Celsius. Yeah. Um, one thing I saw was there was quite a few of your supporters here from Australia and New Zealand. Did you get a chance to interact with a lot of them? What was that like kind of throughout the weekend? Yeah, like in, I've never done 50,000 photos on the podium before, but there was um, some guys with SVG shirts that came from Australia and came to watch the race. So they snuck up onto the podium and <laughs> took some photos with them. But man, I, I, the support we've had and the interest from Australia and New Zealand, it's been... Um, yeah, it's overwhelming and, and so cool to see how interested people are in, in this race and 
hopefully um, shows how good our supercar drivers are and opens the floodgates like and, and we can come over here and race. There hasn't been anyone from supercars since Marcus really come and have a go. Um, but there's plenty of good drivers now wanting to come and try expand and come over here and any any of the top ten in supercars are, are good enough to come and do what I just did. All right, go ahead. Yes, Naeem with on Air Daily News, and congratulations on your win. Thank you. It was a big deal changing the city streets to a race car track here in Chicago, but also this is usually the weekend where it rains. So how did this track compare to what you have experienced before? What kind of adjustments did you have to make based on the way the track ran and the, the weather? Yeah, it's pretty similar to some tracks we have, like the last half of Surface Paradise is pretty similar to this in some ways, but the changes in surface were extreme, like to go from old to new and then the concrete. I've never driven on concrete like that really, maybe Sebring a little bit, but then when it rained, the concrete was crazy slippery for everyone, so quite, quite, quite different, but for NASCAR, like their first ever street race and the way the weekend run, unfortunately the, the Xfinity series didn't happen, but yeah, it's um, credit to NASCAR to nail it on their first weekend and hopefully it leads to more street courses and I'd love to be here for them. All right, we're going to go to Reed. Uh, Reed Spencer with the NASCAR Wire Service. Uh, you alluded to this earlier, but in V8 Supercars, you sit on the right shift with your left. Yep. And here you've got, um, you've got the exact opposite and pedals in different positions, that sort of thing. How long did it take you to adjust to that, and how did you prevent the, the muscle memory from kicking in at any point during the race? Yeah, I guess that's something I've been quite diverse in in the last few years. So my rally car last year was left-hand drive and uh, changed gears with the right hand. So fairly similar, but it's been a long time since I've driven anything without a flat shift. So learning the technique and timing how to change gears quick. I was a bit slow on the straights yesterday and I think I got a bit better today, but a little bit different, but r I got comfortable. Like the team really helped me to get comfortable. We ran out of adjustment a little bit to get the brake pedal in the spot that I liked. I couldn't get it far enough to the right, but um, otherwise I was, I was very comfortable in the car. And yeah, the, the most difficult thing on a street track was the car on the other side, having that meter and a half of metal on that side instead of the left it was it just took a little bit and I, I probably left a bit on the table with that yeah. all right we'll go to chris and then jonathan go ahead chris hey i'm chris weaver with wghp the fox affiliate down in high point north carolina um when did you know toward the end of that race that you could win the race and, and then talk me through that that battle with justin haley at the end where y'all went back and forth into turn about four five six yeah when I um, started catching him, I actually put a move on him into seven right when the yellow come out. So that's when I thought I knew it would be okay because he didn't defend as hard as I thought. But yeah, after that restart, it was a good battle. And out of turn two, I probably could have shut him down more aggressively, but I didn't have the mirror set up good enough on that side and let him get through. Um, but I saw when I was catching him, he was a little bit weak into the turn four breaking. So I just let him have it and then cross to the inside but that was probably one of my car's strengths was was braking there and but yeah he was awesome to race against and the guys told me he'd probably be aggressive at the restarts he doesn't I don't think he's locked into the chase they said so 
yeah, I tried to get as good of a jump out of the last corner to make a gap into turn one. All right. We'll go to Jonathan, Daniel, and then in with Lee. Go ahead. Jonathan Fiel, the racing experts, uh, right over here, Shane. Uh, so I'm just curious, you know, Marcus Ambrose, of course, a lot of experience in NASCAR. Did you talk with him at all before this race? Yeah, and he was amazing how how open he was. Uh, it's probably himself uh, and Owen Kelly. Also, Boris said a little bit. They, they were so open about how to fit in, really, and what to expect, how the guys are going to race. And Marcus was, was awesome. So, um, yeah, can't thank him enough. And every little bit of preparation, um, it, it all helped, all that advice. So, yeah, it was, it was really cool. And, yeah. Yeah, and what piece of advice I, that he gave you, uh, what came into play during the race today that you really noticed? Yeah, don't talk about understeer and oversteer. No one knows what that is here. It's all loose and tight and stuff like that. So I had to change my terminology a bit. Darian's um, good old boy. Have to use those words. And it was cool. Like you hear that stuff. Everyone talk about it on the radio. And it's quite different way of working and describing the car and the way the pit stops work, the spotters. Like it's a completely different world to me. So, yeah, all that, all that little stuff added up. All right, Daniel, go ahead. All right, Daniel McFadden, uh, FrenchRich.com. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Bush was in here earlier, uh, and he said it was it was his assessment that because of your experience with V8 supercars, that you have four to eight years on the full-time cup guys when it comes to driving this next-gen car because of their similarities. So just based off of like a week of driving this car, do you think that's anywhere close to a accurate assessment? I don't really know the answer, but uh, it definitely a street circuit I'm more comfortable in. And I come back next year, a lot of those guys will be quicker. But the way the car achieves its speed is very different with the aero under the floor rather than over the top with the spoilers and wings like we have. So, yeah, riding on the bump stops here, it's, it was crazy, like how bumpy this track was. But it's so powerful, the underfloor, that they do everything they can to activate it. So you can see everyone just hitting the bumps and riding so hard. Whereas we in Australia run so high and soft to try and make the car compliant. So very different philosophy. And then, and then of course, the rear diff. We have a lock diff. And this car has, you know, an open one. And it just turns so much better than what we have. So, yeah, huge differences in cars. But I think the street races, you know, the more they do here, the, the better they'll get. You could see guys leaving a lot on the table on corner exits to the wall where I wasn't afraid of getting close, yeah. All right, go ahead, Lee. Lee Spencer, Catch Fence. I'm just kind of curious. Um, there are a lot of people from your country in Australia that come over here to watch dirt racing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's been more than a decade since Ambrose won in NASCAR. What kind of impact will having guys like you, Jensen Button, Keedmi Raikkonen, have on our sport of bringing people without, you know, outside eyeballs onto stock car racing. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity and probably something we couldn't have done in the old car. That car looked so far into everything else where this car is a bit more relative to all race cars around the world. So yeah, it's appealing. Like you saw Jensen yesterday, he was so competitive and we were both running up front probably where we shouldn't be. So it was pretty cool. And that car, this car now allows people to do it. So hopefully people look outside the circle a bit more and and um, let foreigners come and come and race, but for sure, a NASCAR would, or sorry, an oval race would be 
a completely different world. So I'd love to try it, but you know, that would be the four to eight years to get up to speed for sure. Like it's so difficult or looks so difficult and intense how, how that all works, but love to give it a go. All right, Shane, congratulations. Oh, I'm sorry. We had one final question in the back. I just saw your hand. We'll grab this question and then we'll wrap up. Hi, uh, Tim Healy from the Truth About Cars. Um, obviously, you've got a lot of street race experience, but as this particular track, as you got more and more familiar with it as the day went along, what sections did you really love, really like? And what sections were you like, oh, I don't really like this. This kind of sucks, you know? Uh, probably from turn six onwards, and then you got to the tight, twisty technical stuff. And I could see yesterday the first, like I was four tenths down on Denny up to that turn six, and then the rest of the lap I was very strong. So... Yeah, I was quite confident through there with how close you had to be to the walls. And then, yeah, overnight, I really had to work on the first half of the track. So I think I got better at that today. But, um, yeah, there's no bad parts of the track. That's all just character and how it is. But definitely the last half of the lap, it was really cool to, to hustle the thing through there.